Good evening. Good Welcome morning. back to another episode of Good Second Time Around. Whenever you're watching, watching, listening to this, I hope you're enjoying yourself. It you sound has, so blessed. Listen, you it has so been a long day. It's 1043 at night, and I apologize Take a sip of water. for my voice. Um, welcome back to Second Time Around. I don't really have a song right now. You don't want to hear me sing right now. But anyway, la di da da We have a murder mystery movie for you all this evening. Our very first, and I'm very excited about it. It is Knives Out, one of the best murder mystery movies of Hi, the Hi, stranger. Who are you? What? There was no introduction as to who you were. I'm sorry, my name's Ellery, and this is my co-host, Jerron. Say hi. Hello. Yes, we make up the duo that is this podcast. Welcome. So, the movie today is Knives Out, and it is a murder mystery. I love my favorite genre. Um, so, this, and, is, this one was my first time actually watching it. Yes, and, um, yes. <laughs> yes. It was, they had me in the first half, yes. and then they lost me. In the second half. Yes. This is a two-hour <laughs> long movie. Um, I like murder mysteries. I do. Not but his this, favorite. This movie was 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 just dragging out a little too long. Um, yeah. But no, overall, it was a really good movie. Um, the way they, they did everything is, again, it's a murder mystery. They're all the same, essentially. Nah. Eh. The formula is the same. I'll exactly. Give you that. There's the same. a formula. It's like watching a cop show. You know, there's... A crime, they investigate said crime. There might be a few twists and turns, unknowns. But at the end of the day, the crime is solved in some way, shape, or fashion. And, um, yes, this movie was a big splash when it came out. I remember, I believe it came out two years ago. Nobody shoot me if I'm wrong. Um, I saw it in theaters with my friends, and I loved every second of it. And proceeded to watch it to what some may call nauseam. And includes uh, watching many breakdowns, fun little director things. It, I watched all of it, okay? I enjoyed every minute of it. And um, I it's one of my favorites because it turns a whodunit into a... I don't even know what to call it. Because the big twist in this movie is that Ryan, whatever his last name was, the director... He spent 10 years working on this movie, and he changed the whodunit, like, you're trying to figure out who did it, you're trying to... He spent 10 years on this? He spent 10 years on That's it. ridiculous. No, it's where, it's very well crafted. They're, like, I don't see... Well, no. After seeing it many times, there are a few continuity errors, but there are no holes. But for you to spend 10 years on, that's not... I love it. The world he built, the inspiration. Right, he but took. Th- that that shouldn't take ten years. To I do. love it. I mean, for some people, it takes a long time. Um, what was it? Squid Game it took ten years to get off the ground because nobody would take it. That's because nobody would take it. No, but, but he you, kept working on it. But for you to have to constantly work on it for ten years, not that anybody didn't take it. It's just he was working on it for ten years. Well, I don't know the whole story, but all I know oh, is okay. he took ten years to work out his story and get it to his level of what he would call perfection. Mm. But, um, so the movie, I don't remember the man's last name, but Ryan directed it. Uh, he also directed a Star Wars game that we will not name because I think it's trash. Pull but, um, down. 
I have my phone. Open your phone. We'll we'll get how do you the not name. Have your, how do you have I your phone? don't ask me questions. It's late. Where's your phone? <laughs> but anyway, so this film is the first in his series following this detective, much like Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot. I can never say it. I don't speak French. Poirot. Um, and much like Poirot, he has a funny name. Benoit Blanc. And uh, in this first film... Bond. James Bond. Yes, he's played by Daniel Craig, former James Bond actor. And actually, you know, what's really weird about him in this movie... He has he has a Colonel Sanders accent. Yes, he went with a it southern doesn't, accent. It doesn't it doesn't it's fit. It's hilarious. It doesn't fit. You would think I he would get a it. British accent. No, he didn't want to. Or something, but he, he a, didn't a, a a a fake me out Colonel Sanders. I would. Um I would. As as Chris it. Evans said, Kentucky fucking chicken. No, he said <laughs> CSI KFC. No, at the end he was like you Kentucky fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um... Stop it with your Kentucky Fried Chicken Leghorn Foghorn Drawl. But yeah, the uh, director was Ryan Johnson, and the movie came out in 2019. Johnson. Okay, so three years ago now. My bad. It was a long time. Pre-pandemic. Anyway, we're not going to bring the mood down. So, this film uh, follows Benoit Blanc as he is trying to figure out the crime. Does it follow Benoit I Blanc? Mean, I wouldn't say this movie follows Benoit say, Blanc. I'm saying that to be like, because there are, Ryan had the idea to make more movies following him, the detective. Right, but this movie okay, itself. Okay, so I'll, I'll change it, because you're right. It introduces us to Ryan's detective, Benoit Blanc, but we are following. Yeah, he was not the, the main focus of this movie, no, by the way. We are following a young nurse named Marta Cabrera. And the family Cabrera. she works for, the Thrombies, whose patriarch has just died by suicide. His name is Harlan Thromby, and his horde are um, milling around being awful people. He has <laughs> one, two... He had three kids, but one of them yeah, is deceased. Two sons and a daughter. Yes. And the daughter so, was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis played his oldest child, Linda. And she was a quote-unquote self-made. Everyone's self-made until you poke at it. You know, she had a small loan of a million dollars from her from her dad. Exactly. But. You know, light work, a million dollars from your daddy to get your life together. Wish we could all. But anyway. Um, and then her brother, Neil, married Joni. And then he passed on after they had their daughter, Meg. And then his youngest son, Walt, who has a wife who is a wisp of a thing, and I don't even remember her name because she means very little to me. She just has funny moments, but that's really it. She barely had any screen time, to be quite honest. She really didn't have much. I will say she was acting the whole time because every time I looked over at her, she was still in her little character, but not enough to really do anything. And then they had a son who was awful, Jacob. Who was a Nazi uh, masturbator. I love that part. They call him a Nazi. They call him a little perv. It's fun. Um, and who else is in this horde? So Chris Evans is playing Linda's son, Ransom. Hugh Ransom Drysdale. Her husband is Richard Drysdale. Prick. Um, am I forgetting anyone? Nana, who is an unknown age because Harlan is 85. 
Yeah, and his hot. mother is still alive. That's yeah. scary. Um, is so, there anyone uh, else? Mm, and then you have the peripheral. The, the house. The house yes, um, so the housekeeper, Fran, who is the first person we actually see. And um, Marta, as I said, is his nurse. And that's really all you need to know. There are two cops, one played by Lakeith Stanfield, Elliot, I don't remember his last name, and Trooper Wagner, who is the weird state trooper. That's all I got. Um, so. Alright, so boom, this is how it goes, alright? So the house help, she comes up into the room where, Friend. whatever, house help comes <laughs> into the room, boom, opens the it's door, has the coffee, looking for Miss... Mr. Thomby, Mr. Thomby, checks his room, not in there. She goes up to the secret stairwell, pops that door open, walks up with her, with a little, little coffee. She got her mm-hmm. little coffee. And croissant. And croissant. She goes up the stairs, she goes, she opens the door, kicks it open. Actually, it was pretty cool. She just kicked the door open, popped open, and she slid it through. So that's pretty neat. Because, again, she's carrying a little tray. Yeah. Walks through the door. Sees this man dead with his throat slit, blood coming down all up on the Just floor and whatnot. River of blood. And she's like, "Oh shit!" And she drops the coffee, spills it on her a little bit, a little something, something. People actually really liked that part because they were like, "Yeah, in real life, you wouldn't just drop whatever you're holding. You try to catch it." I mean, you wouldn't drop it regardless. You're like, "Oh yeah, shit!" No. Um, you would actually probably set it down. Like, "Oh my it's god!" A very, it's very much. He does little things that go back to. The genre of murder mysteries, because it's always the thing. You find a dead body, somebody drops a teacup or whatever. Um, and so, it. everybody gets called, you know, it comes up on the main character. Harlan Throne. Oh, yeah, Marta Cabrera. Yeah, her. Comes up on her in, in her house. Harlan is the one who is dead, by um, the way. She wakes up, finds out her, her friend, because she was the caretaker, you know, his nurse, Finds out that he was dead because that was that was her friend, you know. He, when she yeah. got hired, she was his nurse first, and then after a few you know years, after however long it was, yeah, they know they he, don't specify. How he long. wanted her to you know stay even longer, you know, to come more and whatnot, because mm-hmm. he needed he really wanted a friend. Yeah. And so they're being friends or whatever. Because his children are trash. And so, children aren't complete trash. They're, they're okay. The, Linda's not terrible. It's. But they, he, he, you get pieces of like how he is, which indicate them growing up wasn't like, oh, dad, you're my favorite person in the world. No, he kept him at arm's length and, you know, you had to prove yourself worthy of attention. Nah, I don't think his daughter did that. That was his. No, because that's what, if you, okay. So I'm going to jump ahead to, um, there's been a funeral. We start this after the body's been found. The real movie starts um, a week after the funeral, and Marta shows up to the house. The police are there. They want to question the family. The family's confused. Questioning goes on, and as the questioning goes on, you're realizing that these people are full of it and are trying not to tell too much to the police that would indicate that they weren't anything but sparkling. Yeah, throughout this whole the whole interrogation thing, you see flashbacks of what actually happened and yeah. how... People's stories don't line up and how they're all full of shit. Yeah, they're all shown to be, um, what is the phrase? Untrustworthy narrators. And so, in this, what was I about to say? Linda is telling them that, um, the thing with her dad was you had to find a game to play with him, and then you would get his attention. 
and she is looking very fondly and she seems to be very proud of herself because she accomplished that. She found a way to communicate with her father through playing a game that he enjoyed and thought was clever and that's how she got her attention and that's why she felt like she was daddy's little girl. And um, Walt does not have that same confidence in his relationship with his father for good reason. Because although Linda did need money from her dad to start her business, she got one, you know. Whereas Walt has um, been given the job of running his father's publishing house. Because Harlan Thrombey is a famous author. He has written hundreds, I believe, uh, murder mystery movie, uh, movies, books. And he gives them to Walt, and Walt publishes them. So... He is looked down on by the other family members who are self-made because he didn't build a business. He was given a business and runs it with much, um, how do I say it? Harlan tells him what, what to do and what not to do because he doesn't want his books adapted, which is how you can make lots of money. And, um, yeah, it's not his, so he can't say, I'm going to do it anyway, so... They look down on him a bit. But, um, yeah, the beginning of the movie is really setting up the fact that none of these people and their accounts are to be trusted. Um, some type of argument happened between Harlan and Ransom. And it was very dramatic. And then there is seems to be no possibility for a murder. Even though, if you're being questioned by the police... And a believed suicide. It's like, well, what are we answering questions for, you know? And during each person's interview, you have Benoit Blanc in the back. As soon as they get off track, he does this thing where he's sitting next to a piano and he hits a key. And then um, Elliot proceeds to ask them when they arrived at the house. And Linda catches it and she's like, who is that? All of them catch it, and they're like, who is that? With varying degrees of interest. Joan is just excited because she realizes he's famous. Linda is offended by his presence because she knows that he's a private detective and is not a fan of him poking around her father's suicide. Still believed to be suicide. And Richard is an idiot who will tell anyone anything about all of them, while the rest of them are pretty much trying to tell the police nothing. It's very funny to watch. And so, how did you feel about the interview part? Because um, you said you liked the first part better than the second The first part. part was good. Again, they were dragging some stuff out. Like, a lot of that didn't need to be dragged out. <laughs> um, you again, just like it quick. It's not that it was quick. It's just that movie was just dragging certain parts out. Like, it that is a didn't two hour need movie. to be dragged out. It is a two-hour movie. You have like, to I get prepared. murder mysteries are supposed to, you know, invoke thought and stuff. It was too long to keep that thought invoked. It was like, okay, yeah, I have, alright, and now you lost me because now it's just like, you're dragging it on. Let's get to the next part because we know where this is going. Like, if you've seen a murder mystery, like a good murder mystery, then you know how it goes. You know, somebody dies. Have to drag it because no, no. I I get, I get. You want to drag. But don't. But it's not dragging to some of us. I don't think the movie drags. I enjoy every minute of it. I enjoy him playing with them because 
really, Trooper Wagner and Elliot are there as ornamental. And there's a funny bit where Benoit gets caught by um, each of them, and he gets out of his chair and comes into the foreground, and that is the beginning of him taking over things. And he literally says to someone, I don't remember who, he said, you will find me a passive observer. I am here strictly ornamentally. And then he proceeds the entire movie to be in everyone's business at every turn, like overshadowing the cops, period. It is the funniest thing. Because he was brought on as a consultant. Yes. So So he's going to be overshadowing. He's going to be there. Well, no, consultants don't always overshadow. No, but but he is. The way he he is portrayed in this universe, that's what he does. He absolutely is, but it's funny that he's like, I'm not going to do a whole lot. I'm just here to quietly observe. No, you're not. Stop lying. Stop lying to me and yourself. But it's really funny. No, he was lying to them. Like, you could tell he was lying. You knew exactly what he was going to do. Because he was was just trying to get them to be comfortable. And then, so, they would tell him more. But again, that country accent just was... You don't like it because you want him to be British. It's not just that. No, I mean, when he's Bond, he's not British. It's just... Trying to games. It sounds better than a country accent. Why? What's wrong with country accents? For him, it just doesn't work. I enjoy it. It's funny. It doesn't. It doesn't. I work. mean, sometimes people use accents just to be funny, quirky. Because really, what it is is Benoit Blanc is supposed to be this famous detective. When throughout the whole movie, you're like, everything just shows up at your feet. Literally at the end of the movie, the evidence is handed to him. He doesn't really detect. And, it, and he's very good at questioning. She was the like, beginning. "You are a terrible detective. Yeah, and you're a terrible murderer." It's so very you know, funny. It works he's out. he's really it's like partly a good detective and then partly homeboy from Pink Panther who just doesn't really seem to know. Inspector Jacques Clouseau. It's very he, yeah. Who also reminds me of Jack Sparrow. It's very much a Jack Sparrow vibe. You you seem to know what you're doing, but also most of the time you seem to not know what you're doing. It's very yeah. That's funny. that's the other thing. Like. For him to be a detective that is supposed to be able to solve these big cases and stuff, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he he honestly sucks. His questioning and interrogation, yeah, it's good, but things needed to be handed to him, like you said. Like, yeah, things just just fell at his feet. He, um, he had to be poked to get uh, it. Sometimes. And so pretty much, we're gonna just. I'm I'm gonna just jump. It's ahead. late it's, and we gonna jump. I'm sorry, y'all. It's not about it being late. It's just this move just. Well, it's yeah. a murder mystery. It, it, Jerron's we can not jump. wholly interested because it didn't catch him. I love this movie. It's just all right. So the way the guy died, um, Harlan, Harlan Th- Thromby, he died because the nurse, the main character. So once they get to she interrogating Mar- Marta. Oh, by the way, Marta cannot out. tell a lie. If she tells a lie, she throws up. She vomits. Yes. Okay. So. Um, to backtrack really quick, I'll do this very fast so you can get back to your point. Marta is questioned by Blanc, who has been told that she has, what he says, a regurgitative reaction to mistruthin. A.K.A. if she lies, she'll puke. And she proceeds to demonstrate when he starts asking her questions about the family. Because for some reason, even though these people are absolute terrible people, she feels an allegiance to covering up their secrets. Because she knows a piece of information that would um, keep him from thinking that they're murderers. But right now he does. Because they're all lying to him and he knows. And so he keeps asking her, hey, is Richard having an affair? She says no and then proceeds to throw up. Yeah, no, she like, 
legit like her body <laughs> just she's like my body rejects lies i can't it's been my whole life and i'm like ooh, you poor so child. she can't tell a lie yeah. now so what happens yeah. is she ends up giving him his medication or whatever after the end of his 85th birthday party yeah so they and usually so, go upstairs play a game and then he goes to sleep and he's on medication and so she was giving him medication he was getting uh ketro something it's a it's a painkiller because he pulled his shoulder and he's 85 years and old. And then he gets morphine to help you know him to sleep. help him sleep. So she gives him 100 milligrams of actually they're playing shoji show, sorry. They're it's playing show. Go. I'm they're playing go, sorry. They're playing go. He's getting his ass whooped. He can't yep. ever beat her. He is getting his ass whooped. And he's being very And funny. like any old grumpy sore loser, he's like, you know, if an earthquake were to come, you know, and he starts shaking the board like, uh-oh. I think we're having an earthquake, and he flips the board. Don't misrepresent my man. He's not grumpy. He was quite funny. He flipped the board. He did. Okay, he was a sore loser. He was like, Mr. And he was laughing about it. And he flipped the board, and what was on the board as well was, or on the table that they were playing was the medicine. Medicine. And so when the medicine fell, she picked it up, set it up, and then she gave him 100 milligrams or 100... She was trying to give him 100, 100 milligrams, yeah, 100 milligrams of, of, of pain medication. And then, and then 3 milligrams of morphine was she was going to get. Yeah. And, and so when she picked up the bottle, she realized that she gave him 100 milligrams of morphine. Yes. And in 10 minutes, he was going to die. Yes. And so and this man, because he's a murder mystery writer, is like, oh, that would be a very efficient way of killing someone. Let me write that down. Yeah, he wrote it down. And, and he like, was like, so what would happen if you didn't have naloxone, which is... And um, the antidote for in the overdose. In 10 minutes, she would die. I mean, she he would, would die. die. And so she is crying, looking for and it. And frantically looking for bag. it. And he was like, you don't have it, do you? And she was like... Yeah. She just said no. And then she was she, like, I'm going to call the cops yeah. or call 911. And he tripped her and made her fall. No, no, no. He he hung up the phone. And then she oh, was yeah. like, oh, no, I have to get the family. Then he tripped her. Yep. And so she he ends up creating his convoluted plan to help save her because her mother actually is an immigrant and she's undocumented and if something were to happen her mom would get deported and she doesn't want that to happen yeah and so when she does he does all this he he comes up with this this whole plan for her to leave out um make a scene you know and try to make it seem like she left at 12 12. o'clock you know make it important that you say something about the time again he's a murder mystery writer yeah. So he has all these, like, ideas. He came up with a plot. And so he told her to do that, you know, leave out. Now, she messed up on one of the instructions and so, kind of fixed yeah. it later. But yeah. she, he left out. And then she came back through a secret entrance and all that and climbed up to the roof. Um, There's a trick window. In his well, house. first, she was telling him, you know, don't do this. We can we can call the cops yeah or call the ambulance yada yada. She felt bad. She do she felt like she killed him, you know, and so he was like, you know, you can do this. And as she was standing there, he slit his throat. Well, she came back into the room. No, 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 no. He she slit he slit his throat before she came back. Because she came and grabbed his jacket no. and stuff and hit, and went I, down the steps. I have seen this movie so many times. You're actually wrong this time. Um, so he gave her the instructions of what to do. She exits the room, is crying. She's holding onto the door handle. She has a moment of like, 
no, I'm oh, going to convince right him. Mm-hmm. She opens the door and says, Harlan, and he has a dagger to his throat. And he says, it's all going to work out. Just do what I told you to do. You can do this. And before she can stop him, he slits his throat and she violently closes the door and starts crying again, but is holding her mouth so she's not heard by the, uh, the whole house. And then she enacts his plan. And so it's, it's important for me to say, in the beginning of this movie, they make a point of showing you his house. It's very much old and filled with a lot of shit. This man loves to recreate pieces that he came up with in his head from his murder movies. His murder... Why do I keep calling it movies? Murder books. So he has all types of fake weapons, random paraphernalia of crimes. His books are everywhere. He also has constructed his house to... The room that they're in when he kills himself has a secret door. So that's one. There is a trick window on the outside of the house that if you go inside, you won't see because he has a panel um, covering it, which we later find out was part of a plot in one of his books. Everything always comes back to his work. So the house, as stated by Elliot earlier, is a clue board. Is all types of myth, murder, mystery, paraphernalia, and tricky little things all over the house. So... Part of the plan is that after she leaves, she's supposed to turn off before the security, well, after the security camera uh, can catch her car. Was it a dolphin? It was a hippo, I think. I thought you said dolphin. No, elephant. Elephant. Carved elephant. And so she can't remember because she's she's been traumatized. She just saw her friend, this man that she admired and was actually friends with, slit his throat. So she's going through a lot. And um, she does it wrong because she can't get it together, which is fine. And um, goes up the trellis to the trick window to get inside. He's like, the whole time she's doing all this, his monologue of telling her the instructions is running. And she, (laughs) it's really funny. And he's like, don't make noise. She breaks the trellis and of course makes noise. She makes it inside. She, um, he tells her to put on his robe and his cap. Because as an old man, of course you wear a cap to bed. Walk downstairs. Be seen by Walt. Uh, Walt tells... He thinks his father, but it's really her, to go back upstairs. All of these things she's doing have been relayed to the police earlier in the interviews. So what you're seeing is the behind the scenes, basically, of... It wasn't actually your dad, it was Marta, and this was all planned out by your dad to help her get away with perceived murder. And so we see her complete all these tasks and she runs away and she thinks she's cool. So the, the, she is very much dismayed by the appearance of Blanc and the police. Now the reason why Blanc was there, the reason why Blanc was there, by the way, is because he was just sent a news clipping of the murder, of the murder, of the suicide death and money. It was just cash, (laughs) cash cash money. Cash money and the note, and that was it. So it's yeah. pretty much, you know, calling like we need you to come see this. And you know, mystery. if you love murder mysteries, you already know the detective always has to have that little nugget of curiosity. The curiosity brought me here, but he is very transparent because Trooper Wagner's like, that's all it took, and Benoit's like, an envelope of cash, my guy. It was enough, okay. 
I like money. And so that happened, and so the whole time they're trying to figure out, you know, because technically it was a suicide. Yes, but um, and so they. Marcia's the only one who knows the truth. Yeah, she's the only one who knows the truth. Or what she thinks is the truth. And then the whole thing, like, comes down to when they're reading the will. So she wasn't at the funeral because she wasn't. I'm skipping a a bunch. And we'll we'll touch back. I would just like to say before you do this, um, Blanc has decided that he wants Marsha to be the Watson to his Sherlock, as he says, because he trusts her kind heart. So she is around when he is doing his investigating, and she's realizing all of her mess ups. And trying to fix them. Now we will go back to the will. So they get to the will. She wasn't allowed to be at the funeral because they voted on whether or not she could be there. And apparently she was voted not allowed to be there, which is dumb. because she's. Though, but they all view her as family. Yeah, they, they continually say, oh, you're part of the family. You know, you took care of our dad so well. And then they, they were like, we're going to take care of you. Um, both Linda and Walt go up to her individually and are like, oh yeah, I wanted you at the funeral, but I was outvoted. Okay, who, who was doing the voting and how was I outvoted? Stop lying to me, stupid people. But anyway. And so, they, they get to the will reading and turns out he changed his will, um, a week later, a week ago before he passed away. Yes, at the, the night of his birthday party, he, that's what the fight was about with Ransom because before the will reading, we find out. Ransom shows up finally. He is on he is on screen for more than a two second flashback. So Chris Evans is here, and America's ass is an ass, and he is being very mean to his family and his. Cause fuck that family. I mean, they were all trash, and they find out from Jacob, the trash little boy who was sitting in the uh, bathroom for hours, supposedly as Richard says, masturbating to deer, dead deer. Um, that Harlan mentioned his will in their fight, and Ransom said, I'm warning you. And so they deduce that Harlan took him out of the will. Ransom confirms. They're all like, maybe this is the best thing for you. He starts going in on them. There's a whole row. And then so during the will reading, they're all looking at Ransom like, we already know that's going to be the so-called surprise that he had in store. But lo and behold, there's another surprise. Harlan actually cut all of them out of his will. The same Every way. last one of them. The same way the night of his birthday, he was cutting strings because the day of his birthday party, Richard came early and Harlan had found out that he was having an affair, told him, You tell my daughter or I will. And then Joni came in, he found out that she was stealing money from him, he told her he was cutting her off. And Ransom was told that he was out of the will. He was cutting ties. Oh, and Walt, he was firing Walt from the publishing house because he was like, none of this is yours anyway. I'm tired of you asking me for rights to adapt my books. You're, he didn't say you're fired, but he was firing him. So he was, he was cleaning house, and they all knew it, but they were still like, oh, we're going to get what's ours. It's not really yours. But, um, so, to their chagrin, Marta is the inheritor, the sole inheritor. She gets the publishing house, the house itself, everything in it, all of it. And they are pissed. And this is where they go apeshit. And one of the best scenes comes up. So, they, Linda yells at her, were you boinking my father? Who says that? 
And they're all talking at the same time, screaming, yelling. Blanc tells her to leave. She walks outside and she's trying to take a deep breath because she is also overwhelmed. He did not tell her that he was doing this, so she is very much surprised. They follow her outside and the cameraman takes the camera off of the stabilizer and is handheld. And it is chaos and it's beautiful. She tries to start her car, but she's a poor nurse and has a trash car that won't start. And so Ransom, who left earlier, um, drives over in his Beamer and takes her away from the chaos. And then when they're in the car, he's like, but what, what, what actually happened? Like, why, why are you inheriting all of our money? Because don't think just because you saved her from the mob that he is not actual garbage. And so he takes her to a pub, it looks like. And he makes her eat a whole thing of... Baked beans and sausage. Baked beans and sausage. And he asked the waiter, waitress for a bowl, an extra bowl. Yep. And he was like, all right, I know, now. I know three things for sure. My grandfather did not commit suicide. You just, you cannot tell a lie without puking. And you just ate a full plate of baked beans and sausage. So spill your guts. Yep. And so he spilled the beans. Ha, <laughs> spilled I get beans. it. Alright, so he's telling her to, you know, tell him what happened, everything. And so she pretty much, she she tells him literally everything. Because again, she she can't lie. She's a very honest, like, she's she's a very honest, nice person. Genuinely. So she really, she doesn't trust Ransom. She knows that he's an asshole. But she also is just so overwhelmed by the guilt that she feels of perceivably killing Harlan. And having to do all this other stuff that she knows isn't really right, but is what Harlan wanted her to do in order to keep her mom safe, that she's doing it. And so she's taking this time, and also, really, where is she going to go? So when he when he hears everything, and they talk, he's just, like, baffled, right? And during this whole baffledness, he's like, I thought I was the only person who beat my grandpa, my grandfather and go. Yeah. Right? And he and he that's what he was upset about. She yeah. like, that's what you're upset about. And he calls back to his conversation with Harlan that he had the argument that they had the night of his birthday where he said, uh, that night he told me that you beat him at go more than I do and I didn't understand it until right this moment. And you're like, What is going on in his head? What is he figuring out? And he strikes and he's like, Okay, you're not gonna give up the money. We're, we're gonna, gonna follow grand, my grandfather's plan. Yeah, but what is going to happen is, um, you gonna give me my pa- my part in order to uh, help you out here. So one of the things with the will, or with wills, is is if a person had a hand in the other person's death, they forfeit the right to the inheritance of a will. Yes, of the if will. you are convicted in criminal court or even civil court you're held responsible for someone's death who um, who put gave, you in their will put you in their will you forfeit your inheritance period and so he um is like i'm gonna help you get off but once you're off you're gonna give me my money and everyone's happy and so after that um we see Blanc talking with Nana, being weird. And then, um, Marta is at home. Her mom is very much freaking out because it has come out about the will, and there are news, news cameras outside. I forgot about Meg. Oh, yeah. Meg is a shitball. 
So, um, before the news cameras and everything, uh, the family is grilling Harlan's... <laughs> the family is grilling Harlan's lawyer being like, we can get out of this, right? He wasn't a sound mind. A sound person wouldn't do this. You can't say to a judge, I don't like what the will says, therefore give me back what I think I am owed. That doesn't work. Also, you can't say, oh, his nurse was so nice to him that he gave her all his stuff and we want it back. That doesn't work. And so Jacob Googles something. He's like, that doesn't apply. And then Joni Googles something called the Slayer Rule, which is what we just described. If you kill the person who you're supposed to get an inheritance from, you don't get it. And so they go to Blanc and they're like, um, is she a suspect? And he's like, I haven't ruled anybody out. And so they then are tired of him. <laughs> Um, and decides she needs to renounce her inheritance. And because Marta is known to be friendly with Meg, um, they look at Meg and they're like, hey, you don't see, this is off screen, but she does end up calling Marta while she's with Ransom at the pub. And she's like, hey, how are you doing, fake Karen? Uh, because she was fine with the decision until her mom lied, if you ask me, and said, I can't pay for your school because she's in college. I don't understand how you are embezzling and you don't have any money. That don't make any sense. But whatever. So she spends it? Yeah. But whatever. And so she calls Marta at the behest of her family and is fake caring about her woes. And then she says, um, what are you going to do? And Marta immediately, she's like, oh, oh, this is what this is about. And she's like, what do you think I should do? And she says, well, I think you should do whatever's best whatever you think is right but also i think you should give it back because my mama is broke and she can't pay for my school and what am i supposed to do if i can't go to school marta and then marta's like i wouldn't let that happen because she's a, she's a nice person and she liked meg even though she's showing to be a shithead right now no it's <laughs> so, don't blame meg meg is a shithead i mean meg griffin yes <laughs> but this meg is actually this she's meg, not too bad she's she's not the worst of them but she gave in at the very wrong time. Well, so, she, she was being harassed by her family. She didn't no, know what to do. No, but think about it. As soon as Marta said, I will take care of you and pay for your school, she hung up on her. Because she didn't want to give out any more information. She didn't want to do it anymore. That's she why she hung up. Whatever. I think she was being a little bit. She no, was like, she wasn't. Gonna... She was crying. She was not crying. She was, in te- she was tearing up. Yes, she was. She didn't want to do that. She was tearing up. She wasn't crying. She didn't want to do that. She felt bad. She still did it. And that, she still apologized because she, she knew she felt bad. Anyway. She old enough. No. Anyway. They could have got somebody else to call. No, they couldn't have because nobody would have. Anyway. Nobody so, would have talked to her. She wouldn't have talked to them. The next day, as I said, there are news cameras. Her mom's freaking out because she is undocumented. It's a lot of attention on her daughter, which could possibly draw attention to herself and March's sister. But it's perceived that only her mom is undocumented. So... Her mom has a moment where she's like, I don't like this. Marcia says, I don't like it either. And she's go she's going out, which she was probably going out to meet Blanc or something else. Uh, or Ransom. Um, she, her mom hands her a stack of mail talking about it's from lawyers trying to get your attention, yada, yada. She goes out the back door because she doesn't want to deal with the news. And guess who's waiting for her there? <gasps> Motherfucking Walt Thrombi. And this moment... Um, it's important to know that Walt has a limp and he uses a cane. So this man is out there and he's like, oh, hey, Marta, um, you wanna be nice to us and give her money back? And he's like, 
he's not being nice about it really he's trying to keep it together but he's mad and um he is being uh he's doing veiled threatening he was like we have resources that can you know if it ever comes down to it where yeah. your mother needs you know help we have yeah. resources where we can get the lawyers you know because we have the Meg, best lawyers you know from new york and whatnot yeah. and do all this and then she was like wait a minute hold up your resources are now my resources so therefore i have the resources if anything were to happen to my mom i can get the lawyers that is needed so yeah. therefore you're not getting your money yeah and so he's like stomping his cane getting all up in her face being rude and in that moment you're like how does he know about her mom oh the shithead told him because the only person in the family that knew about Marta's mom being undocumented was her supposed friend, Meg. She told them. And Walt took that as ammunition down to her house to threaten her. Because as soon as she said that and closed the door in his face and locked it, because that man looked not okay and not right in the head, he gonna be all like, you better know exactly what you're doing. And I'm sorry, what leverage do you think you have? You are now without your father's resources, and you are staying in a house that is no longer yours to claim. Like you don't, you don't have anything. Don't to forget, stand she was also here. embedded into in the assistantship of the suicide at this point. Yeah, but so he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. I'm saying. He doesn't know I'm saying to the viewers, we know that. Yes. And so yes, she yes. she ends up getting a letter that has part of the toxicology report. Um, from Harlan's body. Yeah. And if it comes out, it'll say that, you know... She killed he, him. She killed him. Yes. Um, um, and so... She's freaking out, so she goes... It says, meet me... No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. It so is she goes to... Report and it has the, um... It has, has her... The picture of her medical badge her medical from badge. her bag. And so she goes to Ransom. She shows it to him. She's frantic. She's like, somebody knows. Somebody's trying to blackmail me. And he's like, why would they Why would they just send you this? They don't have any instructions for you or anything. And she's like, no, it doesn't make any sense. And so for some reason, they drive down to the medical examiner's office where they find out somebody burned it. It's been burned. Down to the ground. Well, no. The we- building. The, the, bur- building the building was, was burned, burned down to the ground, but it was badly burnt, and everything inside it was contaminated, a.k.a. the evidence was gone. The cameras um, were burned, everything, yeah, so, so there Blanc, was no evidence of who did it. Yeah, Blanc and the cops are there, and they're like, oh, trying to figure out how to prove who did it. The cameras are blown out. And, and Ransom so, looks at her and is like, all right, yeah. well, what do we do now? She's like, did you? Did they give did you they an, give email, instructions? an email or anything? And she's like, Oh, I haven't she, checked my I haven't email. checked my email. So she checks her email. And she sees and there's instructions. A, there's a meeting place and time. And it says 10 o'clock a.m. And she looks at the clock. It's 9.38, I believe. 9.32. 9.32. And so while she's figuring that out, you know. Blanc is, um, is Blanc starting to look is over at outside. Them. And he looks over and he sees her car. And he's looking at her. And he starts walking very briskly toward her. And she gets freaked out and pushes the car into reverse. And does a very it dramatic... It was like a drive. I don't know. That was yeah. one of those continuity errors because like it went down to reverse but then went to drive. Yeah. It Because she and... didn't reverse anywhere. She just drove into a U-turn. Like, it yeah. wasn't... Anyway, she, so she busted the U and started to run. She the busted cops. Yui. 
And so Blanc is like, we gotta go. We gotta follow him. They they start this ridiculous chase because and, and the cops speedometer pops up and they're they're hitting eighty and then Marta, her speedometer she pops ain't up even at and 60. she's hitting forty. And Ransom is in the car like, like you should have took my beamer. He was like, He's like, are you she flooring like, it? She's like, I'm literally flooring it. She has a shit she car, was going nowhere. guys. It didn't even start up when she needed it to. It's not the best car. And so she gets this moment of of um genius you could call it she it really she, wasn't genius she, she just stopped the it bur- wasn't she, she slammed, she on, slammed on the brakes to get the cops to go ahead of her because they weren't ready for it and then she drives off it gives her a small lead and they do very dramatic driving around alleys and whatnot and she stops she has a moment with ransom she's like Oh my gosh, that was stressful. Where, where's the meeting place again? And then you Thank see you a knock on the window. Me. And there's a knock on the window. Who is it? Detective Blanc. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know, we need you guys out the car. So they get out the car. They have their hands up. They're like, and Elliot is like, like, that was doing? the stupidest car chase ever. Put, Put your, your hands, hands down. down. And so they ended up arresting uh, Ransom cause, yeah. because of all that. And they asked, yeah. they asked her... If Ransom was a reason, he just told her to go. And she was like, yeah. yeah. And, and so they go to lock him up. Um, they put him in the back of the wagon to go give, take him in for what questioning. What was the reason they took him? I'm trying to remember. Because Oh, because um, Blanc, earlier when he had sat with Nana, he was like, you're going to tell me something and I'll just wait here. She actually told him that there was someone who came back to the house the night of the party uh, and climbed up the trellis, didn't want to be seen. And Marta is looking like she thinks she's been found out because when she came down the trellis, she was seen by Nana, who then said, Ransom, are you back again already? So she thinks it's her. And then <laughs> they look at uh, Ransom and they're like, she said it was you. You're coming with us. And so they're separated. Marta is alone. And um, then she throws up because she lied to say yeah. that, that Ransom told her yeah. to drive. And he didn't. And, then and so she threw up. Blanc gets in the car with her and is like, like, I'm riding with her. You fill me in on what happened and I'll fill you in with what we know now. And so while she's driving him, she's like, I gotta get to that meeting place. So she makes up an excuse. She's like, I need to pick something up. Do you mind if we stop? He's like, yeah. She stops the car. She gets out. He's like, oh, that's kind of fast. And then she goes around. She gets there. It's dark. There's someone sitting in a chair. She's trying to be brave. She's like, hey, I need what the stuff that you got on me and i'm leaving and then she is walking toward them she sees her bag on the ground she grabs the bag she goes toward them she's still talking and then she's like why is it so quiet she turns on the flashlight the person in the chair is fran like all right now here's the thing okay she she gets paid to be the nurse of the guy and it's not like she doesn't get paid Good money, because based on how everything goes, mm-hmm. she she gets paid a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. She got a shitty ass phone. Her phone is cracked. The screen is cracked. The screen it's is shit. Bad. She could have gotten a new phone, think, but whatever. I, anyway, I digress. That was dumb. No, 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 no. No, she doesn't have a great job. She has a great job. Oh, you talking about I'm her talking mom? About her mom. Okay, but she has a good job. Yeah, she has a great job. Yeah. She could at least have a new phone that's not cracked. No. That's she, the least, she could the, have her a phone, new phone is the least of her worries. That bitch is cutting her fingers every day. Okay, her phone is the least of her worries. She's like, I have a shit anyway, sister to worry about. I have an her undocumented sister's not mom. Shit. 
She's annoying. She's a little sister. Anyway. Uh-uh, don't do that. Because anyway. I am not annoying like that. If my little sister knocked on the door because there was news about my inheritance and was like, are we rich? First of all, who is we? Because I don't she's remember taking you. care of them. I don't remember you being the nurse. Okay, but she's taking care of them. But who is we? She's taking care of them. If I'm rich, yes, I will take care of you. But what you're not going to do is assume anyway. that you've been to spend this money anyway, anyway, anyhow. Anyway, so... She goes up to him, and this is this is another thing. She turns her flashlight on, shines it on the person's face. It's Fran. It's Fran, and there's a spider crawling on her face. I don't understand why the spider was there. Like that Dramatics. doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Dramatics. She's in the middle of the room. Why is the spider like that on her Dramatics. face walking? It, 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 none of it made sense. It was dumb. It's for dramatic. It was dumb. But anyway, she's sitting in the chair. She looks unconscious. Uh, then she gasps. And it's like, <gasps> she can't breathe. Oh, yeah. Marta Fran, lays uh, Marta's, on the floor. Marta's medical bag is also in the middle of the room that I she picked that. up. She picked it oh. up. And so she's shocked. She puts Fran on the floor. She's trying to figure it out. She's like, Fran, what did you do? Did you take something? Fran is like, um, she's trying to say words. They're not coming out very well. Marta's frantic. She's not. She's not together. So she's, she says copy, stash, and then she proceeds to say what Marta believes is you did this. You won't get away with this. It scares her. She jumps back from her. She's unsure. Fran is still gasping for air. Marta decides to do the right thing because she is a genuinely nice person and grabs her medical bag and proceeds to call 911, get an ambulance going. And she's doing CPR, which Jerron says she's not doing it right. She wasn't doing CPR right. I've never done CPR, so none of my business. Um, and so <laughs> then we get a scene. Blanc is listening to music and singing in the car while he waits for Marta. And the shot is on him. And then behind him, you see the ambulance pull up. And as he's doing his great singing, all <laughs> he's, he slowly realizes that the ambulance is has to do with Marta. And so he he just says, "Oh lord," when he realizes and then we are in the hospital and you can hear him getting off the phone. Marta sitting there next to him just uh going with her leg. She bounces her leg when she's nervous. She's been doing it the whole movie. And so he gets off the phone and says, "Thank you." He was talking to the police. And Marta goes, "Well, after he says um that ransom spilled beans." Ha. Marta's like, I hope he didn't cover for me. Did he tell you everything? And they have one of those conversations where the sentences aren't being ended, but the other person knows exactly what you're talking about. It's very funny. And honestly, that should have been the indicator right there for most people. But we're getting there. We're almost there. We've skipped a lot, but it's fine. Um, so she decides that she needs to be the one to tell the Thrombies that she killed Harlan. This is because she's a nice person, and Blanc is much like the rest of us of, that is unnecessary, somebody else can do that, and she's very much adamant, no, I'm going to do it. I left my number with the hospital, they'll call me if anything changes with Fran. So they proceed to leave, they go to the house, Meg greets her at the door and says, I'm sorry for telling them about your undocumented mother, instead of punching her in the face as I would have, or giving her the tongue lashing of her life. Marta hugs her and says, it's okay, I understand. The bounds of this woman's niceness are unknown to me. Because I perceive myself to be quite nice. But if you do some foul shit to me like that, it's on and popping. Okay? But anyway. So 
So she stands in front of the family who are gathered in the room looking very smug, thinking she's about to renounce her inheritance and they will be rid of her and have their lushy life back. And in the background, um, sorry, there's a moment where Meg says she's going to raid Fran's stash because earlier when Marta had a little panic attack, they went and Fran showed them where her stash was and uh, that's where she kept her weed. So Marta, it clicks for her that she was saying, I have a copy of the toxicology report in my stash. So she goes to get it, hands it to Blanc, and that's the moment when we get, um, this is the thing that will prove that I'm guilty and I'm handing it to you. You're not a very good detective. And then Blanc sits with her and says, well, you're not a very good murderer, so I guess we're perfectly matched. And so then she stands in front of the family. She's going to tell them that she killed Harlan. In the background, you can see Blanc open the toxicology report, and he's reading it which uh, Jerome was not happy. She was, <laughs> he was very confused as to why Martha didn't read it. But anyway, it, yeah, adds, none of, that it adds to the it, dramatics that she did. It didn't make sense. Did. It adds to the dramatics of the movie that uh, she didn't read it. And also, why would she read it? She thought, she fully thought that she killed that man. And so he read it before she could tell them that uh, she thought she killed him. And he runs in and is like, oh, no, 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 no. Because she had just said, you all have been so good to me. And he says, you have not all been good to her. You have treated her terribly. You're all terrible people. It is my recommendation that this be ruled a suicide. And you will not be getting your inheritance. She is not going to denounce the inheritance. Marta is very confused, much like the rest of the family. And she said, they said, what? And she was like, what? Exactly. And then he pulls her into another room. The room where the interviews were taking place, where there is a chair in front of a circular wall of knives. It's beautiful. And so, <laughs> the only person who had a positive reaction to all of that was Nana, who starts laughing. I think it's funny. Because um, why would she care? She's a million years old. And so, she's asking blonde questions. She's like, what did you just do? I was trying to tell the truth. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You were trying to tell the truth. But now I have all of the truth. And this and is I where it made, tell. oh my God. This and is... this is where Jerome really hates it because this is the part where, you know, if you've seen enough murder mysteries, you know, not all of them include this part, but a lot of movies do when there's this, a detective this, this part where is, they lay it all out. This part is normally a lot further, you know, maybe an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, there's a good instead 20 of, minutes, Instead of 20, 20 an hour in 55 minutes into the movie, okay? This part was so long for no reason. This this movie this movie didn't need to be as long. But anyway, so Blanc is about to start in on his thing. And I would just like to point out, if you watch this movie, it is a good long scene of him doing the explanation. Daniel Craig memorized that entire monologue. And every time, apparently, they did it a bunch of times because he just wanted to keep going because every time he did it he got more and more into it and I think that's just so fun but anyway um he begins uh his lengthy explanation of the sequence of events and um as he's looking at Martin he's like you're not gonna like what you hear it's gonna be very hard for you and, dur- and throughout like, this whole talk he's he's going through her medicine bag and putting tape over some vials yeah um, and then he has Trooper Wagner bring in uh, Ransom, and there's a very funny moment where he's like, I know who did it, basically. And then he says, Trooper Wagner. And Marsha's like, Trooper Wagner? And he's like, no, 
He just asked Trooper Wagner to bring Ransom into the room. Ransom comes in. He's like, I'm sorry. I had to tell him everything. Marsha's still in the unknown. So she's like, it's okay. We were trying to tell the truth. Yada, yada. And then Blanc comes out with, um, Ransom, why did you hire me? And Ransom's like, what? And Blanc is like, uh-huh. Yeah, we'll get to that. Back it up a little bit. And he goes through the whole sequence of the movie, pointing out little things, being like, Hey, what did he say to you, Marta? He had a moment of clarity when you told him, when Harlan told him that he was going to cut him off and he would have to fend for himself. And he's like, that's when he pulled into effect his plan to kill Harlan and blame it on you. And Marla's, Marta's just like, you're lying. This isn't true. Why did you say you like invaded them? Did I? Yeah. Ah, the power. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he's going on, and Ransom's just like, what are you talking about? Trying to be cool, trying to play it cool, and Marsha's still very confused. She doesn't believe it yet, and um, he just keeps bringing up things that Ransom has done and said, and things that didn't quite add up about moments of the night of the suicide, like um, Nana seeing Ransom. He's like, yeah, he developed this plan. He he is more devious than Marta, so he did everything correctly. There was mud on the ground. He didn't he didn't walk in the mud. He he went the right way to keep his car from being seen on the security. He went up the trellis without breaking anything. He um, switched the medication in the vials, so he put the morphine in the medicine vial, the medicine in the morphine vial, so she would mess up if she looked at it. What he wasn't counting on was that. Harlan knocked the medicine over when they were playing Go, and when she picked them up, she didn't look at them. She put them down and proceeded to put in the right dose of medication. So when she when the medicine got knocked over, she realized through touch and just rep- repetition of doing things and knowing what you're doing that she was actually giving Harlan his medication and not morphine. And um, the covered-up vials come into play. Blanc says, hand me that morphine. And Marsha's trying to figure out. She's like, no, but that... And she's figuring it out for herself in her head. So they're talking. And um, she hands him the vial of morphine as she's realizing, but um, that doesn't make any sense. I gave him the wrong thing. And he's like, how did you know this was morphine? I covered the labels. And she says, I just knew. And Blanc goes, you knew because you're a good nurse and you... There is a slight difference in the viscosity of the liquids. They feel different, basically. And she's tearing up. She's about to start bawling because the realization sets in. If that's true, she gave Harlan the right medication at the right dosage. He wasn't going to die. And that is the saddest part of this whole thing. Even the cops are like, oh, shit. And so Blanc is like, yes, you did not kill him if Harlan had listened to you he would be alive today and once you ex once you confess to ransom he realized that his plan had been fouled and you didn't commit a crime therefore the will would stand and so everything after he was trying to implicate you in well he was trying to make you believe that you were still guilty in order to get his money because even if the will still stood at least he'd get his money And so, 
Ransom is the one who burned down the medical office. He's the one that sent Marta the note about the toxicology report and sent her the email because he wanted to, he was, his plan was he had killed Fran or thought he killed Fran to implicate Marta in that murder. He was going to call the police anonymously when she got to the rendezvous and make it look like Marta killed Harlan and Fran, even though there was evidence that she didn't kill Harlan. He thought he got rid of all of it until Fran blackmailed him because she saw him go back to the house on the day of the funeral and put the naloxone back in the um, medical bag to make it look like she just blatantly killed him and didn't save him for some reason. And so all of this is coming out. Marta is looking devastated it's very hard for everyone but there's no there doesn't seem to be any proof and ransom is starting to crack his mask is starting to slip and he's being all cocky and then marta gets a phone call and so it's the hospital she says oh thank you doctor that's good news and i gotta say well i'll i'll finish so she says fran's alive She's ready to talk, and then, okay, and then, um, Ransom fully cracks, and he's like, so what do you have me for, really? You have me for an arson, an attempted murder, and I have good lawyers, so I'll be off soon, and then he's being just vile, and then he gets in Marta's face, and is like, I'm gonna say this to you without anybody around. You... We welcomed you into our home, our family. We let you take care of our granddad. And you think we're just going to let you have what's rightfully ours, our birthright, our ancestral family home. Blanco laughs at him and points out that his that Harlan bought the house from a real estate agent in the 80s. For some reason, he makes a big deal that he was Pakistani. Anyway, and uh, that's when Chris Evans gives his country foghorn draw moment because he's over it and then while he's still in Martha's face they're very close she projectile vomits in his face and it's beautiful because they all know what that means she lied and she's like yeah Fran is dead and you just confessed to her murder dummy so he's just like ah shit I've been caught and uh he decides um he might as well commit another murder and he grabs a knife from the circular wall and proceeds to try and stab Marta. But then when he does it, he realizes it's a fake knife. And he has just committed a very embarrassing attempt at murder with a prop. It's so stupid and funny. Um, but anyway, what was I? Oh, I just imagine how the doctor must have felt. Because he told her she died. And Marcha followed that up with, that's great news. We'll be there soon. Huh? I would I would be confused. Do you not listen to that? You've been very quiet. No, she probably hung up the phone on him, honestly. I mean, no, she did she not probably, hang up the Because she, she did say, oh, okay. She fully said, thanks. Great and then news. she could have hung up the phone and then started with the great news. Because again, she lied, so. I think she said it to that doctor. I feel bad for that doctor. The daughter was probably very confused. But anyway, all in the name of catching a murderer. He gets dragged out. They're 
Marta's like, wow, this really happened. She and Blanc have a moment where she's like, how did, how did you suspect me? Or when did you suspect me? And he says, from the very beginning. And he points out that there's a drop of blood on her shoe. Now, I gotta say, as great as I think this movie is, first of all, that drop of blood is so tiny, and she is a nurse. It could have come from anywhere. Second of all, it wouldn't be that bright red, but anyway. She's a personal nurse, though. She is a personal nurse, but she wears white shoes. Anything can get on those shoes, and that blood could have been there for a very, very long time. Not with the color, not the way it looked. But it shouldn't have been that red anyway. It's been days. It's been it's been over a week. It's been a week and some change. But anyway, so he's being, Ransom is being carted out by the police. His family is outside looking, and his dad is vehemently like, no, not my son, we're going to get lawyers, yeah, yeah, yeah being dramatic uh linda went inside the house so earlier i would like to point out that this is genius earlier at the beginning of all this after the interviews had taken place richard went into harlan's office to find the letter that harlan said he wrote to his daughter telling her about the affair he opens the envelope he sees that the paper is blank he thinks he's safe he picks up a baseball that harlan fonded um he liked to mess with it when he was talking to people and he threw it out a window and that is the beginning of the sequence of events that will take down Richard. Because this ball goes to Blanc. Blanc gives it to the dog. The dog is playing with it throughout the movie. You don't really notice. But at the end, uh, when Marta was going to confess to the family, the dog had it in its mouth. Linda grabbed it out of its mouth. And then after everything, was taking it to her dad's study. She puts it back in the study that's where she sees the note that Richard found and left on the desk. She smiles because she knows the note was that blank, it's by the part way. of her game with her dad. He leaves her a blank note with a rose on it. She knows that that means it's for her and she is supposed to heat it up to see the words. So she goes outside while her son is being carted off and her husband is yelling. She's having this nice moment with her dad in spirit and so she lights a cigarette and heats up the paper and the words come out and she sees that her husband has had an affair she is looking very disappointed and she looks over at him he looks at her and the realization sets in and off screen she punched him or maybe walt punched him because walt was closer to him but anyway the movie ends marta is inside the house blanc leaves her she has a blanket over her, and she's drinking out of the mug that we saw in the beginning of the movie that says, my house, my rules, my way, or something like that. Um, my house, my rules, my coffee. That's what it was. Harlan's mug. It has been given to Marta with something in it to help her calm down. She walks out onto a balcony and is overlooking everything. Ransom looks up at her as he is being put into a police car. The family, one by one, is turning around to see Marta up perched, looking at them. It starts with Richard, we see that he's got a black eye, then it's Walt, then it's Joni, and continues on until it's Linda with the cigarette hanging out of her mouth. And they are just looking at her so awestruck and upset. And she proceeds to just look at them like, you dumb, and I'm not going to do anything for you. And drinks out of the cup, and the movie ends. And it's beautiful. It's we didn't right. we didn't go into that much detail like we usually do, but it's it's a great movie. It's a two hour long movie. It is a two hour long movie, 
and it is late. So, <laughs> but anyway, I love this movie. I still love this movie. It is so fun to me. There's also just so much to look at when you rewatch it. There's always something to see because they were so intricate in the set design and the people are crazy and weird and they say funny things. It's all fun. Like when Ransom was going on about his family being trash and telling them all to eat shit, Walt goes, I'm not eating one iota of shit. It's a fun time. It's a fun movie. She she's just weird. She gets amusement out of the weirdest things. Just... You can't tell me that's not funny. It was. It was Somebody it tells you to eat right. shit and you scream at them. I'm not eating one iota of shit. That it was alright. It wasn't that funny. I enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed it. I also it. <laughs> enjoyed the behind the scenes stuff. I watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff and they were like that was an ad lib. I was like it's genius ad lib. I like stuff like that. I just love this movie. As a person who's watched it for the first time, I give it four out of six Captain Americas. <laughs> He was just very happy to see Chris Evans again. He kept asking, he was like, is he going to be an ass? Just tell me. And I was like, I don't want to tell you. And I just let him find out. It's not the own. first movie I've seen where he was an asshole. No, absolutely not. He's the other had... one was a spy movie, which actually was really good. Yeah. And if you don't know this, Marta was in that too. Same girl. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I would just like to also point out that there were many um, and homage to prior murder mystery things like the name of Benoit Blanc being close to Hercule Poirot and, like, it's extra in French and whatnot. And then at the end of the movie, they do another shout-out to Clue because earlier... That was another thing. He had a French-ass name but spoke like Listen, your parents name you what they name you. Like Colonel Sanders. Your parents name you what they name you. But anyway, and then... um, other than the cop being like, he lives on a clue board, at the end, they have paintings of each character along with their name, and it's very reminiscent of the end of Clue, where their name is, their likeness and name are on a card, and they're flipping while the credits are going. It's very cute. And, um, there was another thing, though. I can't remember what it was. What was it? Brain? There's just a lot of fun things to see and notice. And if you are a murder mystery fan, then you should delve into it. It is a fun time. You have to be committed for the two hours. I don't feel the two hours much, and I've seen this movie many times. But, you know, Jerron has a different perspective because it's not his favorite, and it was too long for him. So, you know, you get you get the both sides of the coin here. He enjoyed the first part, not the second part. And that, that was definitely good, right? No, it's not the first part, second part. It's just the movie overall was okay. It was a good movie. It's just it was way too long. It was yeah. dragged out. Which is fair. Like once Sometimes it got to the, 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 Excuse me. the last third of the movie was unnecessary. They could have <laughs> squeezed it in and just did an hour and 30 minute movie instead of a two hour long movie. I enjoyed it. But anyway, y'all, that's the end for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed, and I hope that at least some of you go out and watch Knives Out. It's worth it for me. But anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this ride with us, and we hope that you enjoyed it and that you come back and listen to us again. Till next time. Till next time, y'all. Bye.